0: Welcome everyone to Talk Sense to Me. This is the podcast where we tell you our two cents on a topic of interest, then we do a bit of research, share that research with you, and then see if we change our minds. So this week's episode is going to be on immigration. We're going to be speaking on immigration in Ireland because that is our experience at the moment. So I have with me my lovely co-host Benicia, and we're going to get stuck right into it. So Benita, do you want to start and give us your two cents on immigration?
1: I think that like if we're going just from Ireland, I think it's great because if you are Irish yourself or if they Irish people are like known for immigrating themselves and like building places outside of Ireland. So like I feel like it's a little bit hypocritical if an Irish person is a bit like, oh, I don't like people coming into the country and (laughs) working. Because, like, do you know, it's. Ah, i people they are did immigrants. it themselves. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think immigration is great. I think it's great for diversity. I think it's great for, like, economy in a country. Like, the only time I don't really like it is if it, it gets to tourism and it gets too crowded and all the lovely sites and the lovely historical areas of a country just get ruined because there's just tourists everywhere. Then I think it get, becomes a problem. But for living and working, I. I think it's great for a country to have immigrants. Yeah,
0: I'd, be the, I'd have the same opinion as well. And I think particularly legal immigration is good because from personal experience, I have been an illegal immigrant when I was brought to the United States as a child. And I have been a legal immigrant coming to Ireland as an adult. And when you're in a place that you have no right to be in, that sucks balls. And what that forces you to do is to start exploring different ways to make money, some of which may and may not be legal. So it just puts the person's path in the wrong trajectory in terms of how they can better themselves in a society. So I'm all for legal immigration. I think illegal immigration is really um, a bad decision.
1: Can I ask you something on that? Because obviously you've been through this process. What do you think about in terms of becoming a legal immigrant? Like how, what type of restrictions do you think should be in place for someone to become Illegal immigrants?
0: I don't have a good answer to that because I don't think that you can have an open border policy. I don't think that's realistic. I think immigration definitely adds to the vibrancy and diversity um, and the economical health of a country. But if you have open border policy with no restriction, well, you only have so much infrastructure. So now, if you have a greater population than the infrastructure can handle, you're going to have total disaster. So there has to be a cap. What that number is, I have no clue. I definitely need to do research to, and I don't know if it's a per population or per amount of amenities. I wouldn't even begin to understand how to conceptualize that because I've never done any research. So maybe I'll do a bit of research on that in particular. Because it's hard. I know, because I have looked this
1: up in the past before we decided to do this. And I was thinking, like, it only really came into my mind when we like kind of sat down here, I was like, Actually, I've heard a lot of people say that what is an illegal person, like what makes a person illegal in a country and things like that. And you're just thinking of like, it it does make you question like these imaginary borders we have in place for someone to travel. Obviously, you can't let someone just come in to, you know, and just do whatever they want. There has to be rules and laws. But like, at what point is it too much or what point is it too little? Like, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Again, like when I look at Ireland, it seems like many places in rural Ireland would benefit from an influx of people who would want to come in and do industry, put up businesses. Because a lot of immigrants, and I know this from doing the Immigrant's Journey podcast, a lot of immigrants who come here, they set up businesses. They have complete career changes. They go into different venues that they weren't doing in their previous country. So there's a lot of room for creativity and growth. But again, in rural areas, the infrastructure is not there. And I don't know if you build it that people will come. Probably, because like Dublin seems pretty saturated and there's no end to the housing crisis. Do you want to
1: do that, though? Like, do you want to do that? Do you want to build up everywhere and get rid of all the the rural? I don't know, because some of it's quite nice, you know, like the nice little farmlands and the little sheep and cows <laughs> as you drive along <laughs> i don't know i don't know i dublin i used to love dublin and now it's just my friend was saying to me it's like maybe just try a different part of ireland like it's all different do you know yeah so i will try a different part of ireland first um i'd
0: recommend either cork or galway yeah I they told me galway either one.
1: So i'll try galway i was in cork before actually cork is lovely but i will try galway as well so I'll give it a go and see. If I don't like it then I'll go. I
0: definitely don't think that the entire country should be built up, but I think it would help a lot of the poorer areas in the country that are less populated and it would probably help to even out the overpopulation in areas where there just isn't enough accommodation or affordable yeah, accommodation.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's very true.
0: Because that's that's always a kind of a, a problem. Yeah. Um
1: but would they allow that to happen though? If like especially Dublin is so expensive. Well, they want that to happen around Ireland so that they won't have to be like they want their rent to be high. They want that. um, They want that for their city. So like they probably won't build up other places to kind of smooth it out. I, I'm very skeptical. I don't actually think they want to help the, the the housing crisis. I really don't. I don't think that they want to fix that. Just...
0: I think fixing problems like that is a lot more complex than it appears on the surface. But it does seem like there is an element of people not wanting to let go of properties that they're not using and trying to rent it out at some kind of reasonable rate. On the other hand, there's also multiple rules and regulations about the conditions that your homes have to be in in order for you to legally rent it. And if you don't have the money to fix it up, then you can't rent it. But then why should somebody who paid for a property just give it away for free and let the government fix it up and rent it?
1: If they want it to be, I mean, yeah, I,
0: that's true. I, I don't know what the what the deal would be. I don't even know if county councils are trying to negotiate with landlords that have available property, but they can't renovate it to standards. Again, housing crisis is a different episode, but it's not. <laughs> it is. It's
1: relevant, though, because people, you know, they're claiming that people coming over and taking all the properties it's not true like I found this article it was done in 2018 so fairly recent and there's 200,000 empty houses in Ireland and at that time there's 8,500 homeless people in Ireland there is houses in Ireland for people it's just they can't move into them they can't and one thing I remember was that like the, there is like HAP and there is things to help people who are homeless but not everywhere has to accept it. Even though they legally can't discriminate, they, they find a way. So like, it's not, it's not just as simple as, you know, build a house for someone and give it to them. Like, it's not gonna happen.
0: No. And the other thing with HAP, because I have actually gone through the scheme myself, it's a really painful process from the perspective of the landlord. You put in the application, they ask you for more documents, they ask, you, the whole thing takes about two months before there is money coming into your bank account. And it's a bit of a pain in the ass, talking to people in county council is always a bit of a pain in the ass so when you have a tenant with cash in hand here let me in why is there's no incentive for the landlord to deal with hap is what no. i'm saying no so that's another
1: i do difficulty. kind of see one though if, if we're gonna go on that i do kind of see one that um it's guaranteed money because like the government will have to pay for part of it so like that is yeah like, that is something but yeah like that they want it quick they want to get paid they want to pay their own bills and you know immigrants coming over and just you know that whole kind of what's what's the word for it? stigma i suppose you'd say of immigrants coming over and taking houses and taking properties and doing all this it's not they're not doing anything that like that so like it's
0: no that definitely seems to be the case so i was doing some research there was this one paper published by the Economic and Social Research Institute, so the ESRI. And um, so they published a report in 2008 and then another one in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually going to put links to the reports for anybody that's interested in doing further research themselves. Both said that when it comes to immigrants coming to Ireland and taking Irish jobs, that's not a thing. All the best jobs are going to Irish people, Mm -hmm. all the best positions, all the best paid So whenever there's positions available, Irish nationals always get preference. There's more instances of complaints of discrimination and having difficulty finding jobs amongst immigrant populations, particularly black non-English speaking, which non-English speaking is understandable because if you can't communicate in the language, you're gonna have a hard time, yeah, because in any work environment, you have to be able to communicate with managers, coworkers to cooperate and get the work done, unless you're doing super simple, physical labor stuff where maybe there's one other person site from your country that can translate basic stuff to you and those kinds of jobs are just not that many of them so yeah if you don't come to a country with the language skills your first port call is learn the language like that's what you're doing for the next three months immerse yourself in it, try to socialize in like community clubs as much as possible. Take up a hobby. (laughs) Uh, Meetups.com had, and I don't think they're meeting now because of COVID, but it was called Everyday English. But meetup.com is a website that hooks up people that have similar interests to do things together. And they have several language stuff where people are coming here, they can practice their English. And that's like really one of the most important things in terms of raising your potential to get a good job in the labor market you've got to have strong English skills like it would really stand to you if you're multilingual or bilingual because a lot of the multinational companies are looking for that particularly in customer service but you have to have English skills as well so mm-hmm. that's number one but the other thing was about experience with difficulty finding work and finding high quality work. No, the Irish always get the best jobs. So yeah. this notion that the that immigrants are coming here and making us Taking unemployed and homeless, it's that's no, not, the, the research doesn't back that up no. anyway. So if there are people who think that, please tell us why. <laughs> what research have you done and what information <laughs> have you gathered? Because what people usually do is they get anecdotal stories. Yeah. So I have a friend of mine, who's a bit of a bohemian individual and he's a busker. And he read some article where this black girl was talking about how black artists have historically had difficulty getting on stage and getting opportunities to perform in different clubs around the country and now that's starting to change with you know societal attitudes changing they want to have more diversity and inclusion in multiple venues and he was so offended that now he's not going to be able to get his spot somewhere because now somebody, just because they're black, and it's like, first of all, have you even heard this person's music? Maybe she's more talented than you are. And the fact that people are getting (laughs) to perform because of their ethnicity is actually a problem. And yeah, these things should be taken under consideration. But back to the point of immigration, people always feel like they're going to lose out if there's more people come in because we do live in a competitive society. There's no getting around that. And the cream rises to the top. If you're talented and you do good work and you're consistent and you're reliable, people want to collaborate with you and work with you more than if you're flaky and you're not that talented. So there is a degree of competition. And obviously if you have more people coming in from different countries, the competition level is just gonna rise, not get lower. So it 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 does make things more difficult, but life is difficult. What are you gonna do? But there's actually, I speaking of anecdotal stories, this is an anecdotal story. So if it has
1: changed, anybody can let me know. Um, I do have a friend of mine that uh, came from Nigeria. And he told me that to find a job here, he was trying to find a job here for ages. And to find a job here, it first goes through, because I didn't know this at the time, it first goes through Ireland. So if nobody in Ireland wants it, it goes to the EU. And then if nobody in the EU wants it, it'll go then, you know, wider. Elsewhere. Yeah. So like, I think it's a pretty fair system for Irish Irish people living in Ireland they they have the chance for the job first they do so like I don't I never see immigrants working if you ever go somewhere if you ever like get in contact with people they're they're not taking over everybody's job like there's Irish people working like it's (laughs) you just have to go outside and live like to see that I don't I don't understand where this fear is from like it's fear of the unknown maybe I I don't know
0: that was the other thing that this other article that I was reading in the independent they were saying that depending on a person's education experience experience with other immigrants this will all impact their attitudes whether negative or positive, whether fearful or more open to the concept of immigration in the country. So a lot of it does come down to experience. A lot of people just socialize with people who are like themselves and they hear these alleged stories of, oh, so-and-so is coming here and they're getting free houses and they're getting free this. It's like, no, (laughs) No. that is is not how the system works. If
1: anybody's getting a free house, like tell me how. (laughs) (laughs) immigrants. (laughs) <laughs> <It ain't> immigrants. <laughs> no, it is not. They're not getting free houses. Where? like, And even if you think about it, like, if you're just, even an Irish person living in one part of the country, unless they wanted to move to Dublin for college, let's say, they have to share a room. Like, they ha- like housing in this part of the island, anywhere, we're this side of us, is so difficult to get that, like, the thought that, like, an immigrant would coming in and just getting it for free is just,
0: it's ridiculous. But people like to give out and, you know.
1: They like to blame someone and... They don't want to blame their own. so
0: That's right. Scapegoating is, you know, worldwide phenomenon amongst human beings. We like to do that rather than look at ourselves and see how we contribute to our own problems. So, oh yeah, the immigrants, they're, they're the reason.
1: And it's funny because like, well, it's not funny. It's actually funny in a, I can't believe that this is how people's mind works kind of funny. Is that like they they see a type of, a, a group of people from somewhere and then they associate like it's it's just complete stereotyping, and then if you look anything like those people, you're in that group. And like,
0: but you know, you understand from studying psychology that this is literally part of the limitation of our brains. Our brains wants shortcuts, and stereotyping is a shortcut. So if you need to make decisions about situations, things, people quickly, the shortcuts generally helps us. But in a broader society, it doesn't because human beings are individuals, and you should take every person as an individual but that's i suppose
1: you <laughs> take too much time
0: that's exactly it and that's another thing that our ba- that our brains have to balance the time that it takes to get things more accurate versus just getting things done Because like if we're actually going to take our time to get things more accurate because you need to gather so much information. It's like it's even part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast and do a little bit of research. It's certainly not going to cover the scope of any topic that we're ever going to cover, but it is to get a conversation going. So if there's people listening who have more information or solid information that contradicts what we think and what we say, please share it. Because like I'm not trying to preach my point of view to anybody. I'm saying, this is what I think, this is why I think it. When I did a little bit more research, um, it kind of validates my views. But is it because of the way that I researched? Maybe. But if anybody has any information, especially on how to functionally do legal immigration and the piece about what should the cap be and why should that cap be that number. I would be really interested in doing like a follow-up segment to this episode with that information. I can even like attach it to this episode and re-upload it or whatever.
1: It'd be really interesting, interesting to us. find out because that is something that I do because like I feel like I'm always torn. Like I feel like in my heart, I'm like, yes, let everybody in, let everybody be able to do what they want. You know, it's a free world, whatever. But then at the same time, you're like, well, you can't do that because there are bad people in the world and you have to, you know, have some type of system and you can't overpopulate one place if they're doing really well so like there is there does have to be a system but it's just like I it's never you can't keep everybody happy there's always going to be someone who's not happy with the fact that that's how you have your system you know and yeah
0: yeah I mean from my own again experience in immigration the system here is a lot more functional and as pain in the ass as it is it's a lot easier to navigate than the American system and because there are millions of people putting in applications every month, not year, every <laughs> month to get in the United States, the backlog is anywhere between five to 10 years.
1: Honestly, we could make a whole like series over a course of a year talking about the system in the United States. So
0: this is an article on jobs and immigration. Irish Times welcomes migrants and argues we need immigration to keep a vibrant economy. So that was one perspective from the Irish Times, then the report that broke down the different groups and what their experiences were in pursuing work and accommodation, how no, they're not taking our jobs.
1: There was one there that you was, uh, I I don't know if I was looking at it, that you sent was um, people have the negative side of it, of immigration or something. And I'm just like, none of it makes sense. Like, I feel like when you look at those articles and you look at those, what people are saying, it's very much their own experience that might've swayed them that way. Like, it doesn't seem like that happens everywhere. But I would be interested to see if there was um, research done that actually should well actually immigration is terrible, because I, I can't imagine it
0: being like that, you know? It doesn't seem to be the case. It seems most economies do well when they have a nice mix of people from all over the world. And that being said, in terms of difficulty finding accommodations and work, I have heard more than one irish landlord say i will not rent a room to an irish person because they're so knowledgeable about the law and the law is totally skewed in their favor so one friend of mine who's a landlord he rented to an irish person and this person did not get along with the other housemates he was creating a lot of drama so he gave him his notice like you have to leave the the situation you're creating is not cool and this guy's like, nope, because and started quoting this law, this statute, you can't kick me out. Long story short, he had to pay out this guy 10 grand to get rid of him. So after that, he's like, nope, never renting to an Irish person again. And I'm not saying that that's correct and that's the correct response. But this is how really strong racist attitudes can develop. And this is an Irish person against another Irish person.
1: They should know that they can't be just kicked out of a place because...
0: No, Absolutely. But then again, that's also down to language skill and also taking a bit of initiative for your own presence in a place. If I move to a different country, I'd start reading up on the laws because I want to know what the deal is. Like what's the limitations? What's my rights? What's what's going on in this place that I live in? Because you leave yourself vulnerable to exploitation when you don't know what's up. And people who are in an area a long time or citizens of that place they can suss you out very quickly to see how naive you are about what's going on. So you really do open yourself up to exploitation if you don't make it your business to become knowledgeable about the rules and regulations of the place that you're in.
1: It's a joint effort, it's individual and it's kind of...
0: That's the world that we live in. People will take advantage of you if they see they can. Like I even noticed this in multiple places that I've worked, as I've gotten older, The way older people interact with me has drastically changed, even dealing with managers and like seeing managers in the workplace, the way that they interact with me versus the way that they interact with younger colleagues. There's something about human interaction where people in the position of more knowledge, power, authority will take advantage of those who they perceive as naive and weak. And it's not necessarily about race. It could be the discrimination could be based on gender, disability, ageism, anything could really be a target of exploitation or even bullying in a scenario when one group or one person has is in a position of power and has more knowledge than another. So I suppose after reading what I read and just drawing from my own experience if you're going to immigrate anywhere do your research become as knowledgeable as you possibly can about the place that you're going to find out about community support centers where there's friendly locals that are happy to welcome you and like ireland is a really overall it is a really friendly country i've personally had no experience of being discriminated against Um, on the contrary i had a really weird experience which i shared in the other podcast a co-worker of mine, was bitching about immigrants to me. And I'm like, you realize I'm an immigrant? And she's like, oh no, you speak English. So even having a command of the language, people have a completely different perception of you based on your capacity to communicate.
1: And I will say to people, if they're coming into a country, this country, any country, there's one thing like I noticed from where I was working before. They started hiring people from Spain but specifically Spain and they weren't given a lot of details about the job that that was involved it was very vague and um so then people from Spain would be coming like there were so many people from Spain and they were coming here and they were obviously had to get a place to live you know they were basically stuck here because they they they're in a contract as well and it was based in Dublin so like they had to live in Dublin and they were stuck and they hated the job So I say if people are coming in and there's a job and it's specifically targeting a place of people and not just broadly opened out, I would question that or or I would look into reviews of the job. Reviews of jobs are like a saviour. That's something I learned recently is that if you review a job and there's so many people say negative things about it or maybe like there's one oddly good one that stands out that you can tell was written by a manager yeah don't take it if that's if it's a language thing you should be able to translate it on google like i think that's something that if you have basic knowledge of the language you're going to and you just want to go and you find a job you're like oh my god i can get this job they're hiring me look into that job first because they could be exploiting the fact that you don't know that work, or you don't know that place, and it's awful.
0: And here's another tip, and it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. If you are doing a Zoom interview for a job in another country, ask the person who is interviewing you if you can chat with someone else who is currently working in the company or currently working in the role or similar to the role that you're gonna take and have a conversation with that person, could be whatever, social media or whatever, because if the person is legit and has nothing to hide, they'd have no issue with you conversing with other employees. So that's another way that you can kind of and also uh glass glassdoor.ie. So that's another website that people go and put reviews of companies that they have worked in. I use it so, all the time. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so it's do amazing. I. So definitely yeah, don't don't leave yourself vulnerable because there's a lot of does it really there's a lot of sound, genuine people, but there's a lot of dodgy, exploitative people in the world. So,
1: and they could be big. They could be big organizations. Like you, you think, oh, it's a, it's well known. You know, it's legit. Now, they could still be horrible to you, and even worse to you if you were coming from a different country because, again, you don't know the laws. So, they feel like they could do whatever they want.
0: Exactly, and they know that you're in a vulnerable position. That you're not that employable that you're not just gonna pick up and leave, that you're here for a reason, you're trying to better yourself, you know, provide for your family, etc. So yeah, be careful, do your research, and be safe out there. Anita, thank you so much for chatting with us thank today. You. I anticipated that we would not be changing our minds too much after doing our very brief preliminary research. And lads, I know it's super preliminary because, you know, we're busy girls, we have work, and you know, there's only so many hours in the day sometimes I think it's nice to even have
1: like obviously if you you should be informed don't just go in there like don't go into something and not be informed on it but also if you get too much of every side when you're trying to give in your initial thoughts you're kind of you're probably more hesitant to speak about what you actually believe and what you actually think so like it's always I think it's good to have like an initial and then a little bit more Information put on well
0: that's why when i did the shared document between us i wrote down my initial thoughts before yeah. i did any research and oh, okay. then i and then i read the articles and i'm like oh no i still think exactly the same <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no i was right never mind
0: <laughs> i don't know if i'm right but i mean i think i am <laughs> yeah no
1: like i i agree like more or less with you on it because like it just makes sense and it's it's if you open your eyes and you just go out and you get to know people, it's obvious. Do you know that kind of way? Like they're not immigrants, aren't? you know, getting more than anybody else. If anything, they're probably not getting as much. No, Well, that's what that's um, what the research
0: shows. So, if, you, if people have counter research out there, I am happy to have a look at it and report it on a follow up segment in the podcast. So I just want to thank everyone for listening. Put down your comments, concerns into our inbox on our Facebook page and also all our social media. All links are going to be in the show notes. And until the next topic, we could do a series on relationships. Oh, I'd love that one, actually. That'd be really good. Yeah. So we'll see which one we
1: want to work on next. And depending on, um, what was say, depending on where we are at the time, we could have very negative or very positive views on that topic.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like, I hate,
0: oh man. That is, that is the other thing. That is so true. And I think that also stands to the point the wider point of this episode is that depending where a person is emotionally, if they're coming from a place of security and abundance versus insecurity and lack of resources, their attitudes towards things yep. very very different. And it works with immigration, it works with yep. relationships, it works with everything. If we're coming from a place of fear and lack, then our attitudes are super negative. If we're coming from a place of abundance and security, then we're like, oh yeah, this is grand. And so how do we get from a place of fear and insecurity to a place of confidence and resources, support, etc.? That's a topic for another episode.